Deadly Serial contains graphic depictions and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Please do not take us seriously. We don't. Welcome to Deadly Serial. I am Lee Moffitt. With me, as always, is Laura Dedrick. Welcome, everyone. We got a hell of a story for you guys today. That we do. This is one of my favorite cases. It is crazy. <laughs> it's so much that we, so much mystery shrouding it's, around this thing. Yes. More of a mysterious case as opposed to a serial killer or something like that. But this is one of my favorites, and I'm so excited. There's definitely evidence of foul play. For sure. So yeah. I don't want to give too much away. So It's a wild started. ride. <laughs> yeah, buckle up, people. Here we go. We're talking this week about the disappearance of Chris Creamers and Lizanne Froon. Lizanne Froon and Chris Creamers disappeared in the Panamanian forest while on a day hike on April 1st, 2014. What happened to them over the course of a week while in the middle of the forest is unknown. The mystery surrounding this bizarre case has never been fully explained. This week, we dive into the facts and theories about this unsettling disappearance. Zan 22 was described as, an, as aspiring, optimistic, intelligent, and passionate. She had just graduated with a degree in applied sciences. Chris was 21 and was described as open, creative, and responsible. She had just completed her studies in cultural social education, specializing in art education. Yeah, she had her whole life ahead of her. They both did. They were both very smart, athletic, beautiful, altruistic. So yeah, they were very had young. a really bright future. Very, very young. Very bright future. The two friends grew up in Amherst Fort, a city in the Netherlands. They worked in a restaurant together. They both saved up for six months and planned to go to Panama together on a special trip to learn Spanish, as well as volunteer with children. This was also to be a reward for Lizanne's graduation. Yeah, uh, saved up, super excited. Six months, six months dude. And they both mm -hmm. worked at the same cafe and like they had like this ritual. They had their mindset on it. Like they were totally going to do it and they were... They were going to yeah. do it. Yeah, I've never saved up for six months for anything in my life. <laughs> no, no. Maybe, so... maybe three weeks maximum. Oh, I don't, I don't even I'm know. I'm terrible with money. Jeez. I am too. Right there with you, dude. Lizanne and Chris arrived in Panama for a six-week vacation on March 15th, 2014. There they toured Panama for two weeks before arriving in Boquete on March 29th. It was there they were going to live with a local family for a month while they volunteered with children, teaching them arts and crafts. The trip was to be part vacation, part service mission. The two had been enjoying backpacking in the Panamanian forest for two weeks. And on April 1st, 2014, at 11 a.m., they said goodbye to their host family. They took the family dog Azul, which is the word blue in Spanish, um, this is just for me. I must know all the names of the dogs ever. So I added his name. Blue. 
Blue, um, blue was a husky mix. Again, this is just for my own personal knowledge. He's my boy. He's my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. So this, the hike itself, it was supposed to be four kilometers long or about 2.49 miles. It was estimated to take about four hours up, four hours back, com taking the complete trail. Mm -hmm. The beginning of the trail was a fairly easy hike. As you went on, however, it was full on rainforest conditions. That part took about half an hour, or excuse me, it took about an hour and a half. Then you would enter an area of the forest called the cloud forest, which is what it sounds like. You're in the clouds. Yeah, like almost zero visibility. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be beautiful. Oh, like, my goodness. Surrounded by mist and luscious greenery. It is beautiful. And like 30 minutes after the cloud forest, you go up a mountain and that places you above the clouds. So yeah, beautiful, but you know, pretty treacherous out there in Panama, Panamanian forest. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's the jungle. It is. This was something that was uh, just kind of terrified me. Uh, the only way to cross the terrain in some places on the hike were to go by what they call monkey bridges. Have you heard of these? Monkey bridges. Are those the... The, no, go explain. Okay. Three pieces of rope and you grab one rope in each hand and you walk on the third rope. Okay. And that's it. That's so it. Just I'm three done. three ropes. Yes. Above, suspended above the forest. Well. So you can cross, which is just. Count bad. me out. That's count me out. No. I'm done. That's a real hard note for me too. Chris and Lizanne set out on this hike with one bottle of water and no food. Was it meant to be just a, a yes, a little so yeah, um, yeah. It was, and and it was obvious that they were uh, planning on going on a light day hike, um, and they were not stupid or careless. Careless, they were very intelligent, experienced. Like I said, they were athletic girls. Um, so yeah. Another thing, there's a, a lot of things that I find strange, but <laughs> something I find strange about this is uh. The hike that they, so they scheduled a tour guide to take them on the very same hike that they went on and they were supposed to go on the tour the next day, but they went without their tour guide a day earlier. Okay. So I'm not sure why. Um, this tour guide's name was Feliciano. Feliciano. So we'll kind of get back to Feliciano a little later. Okay, good. Because I want to know about him. Yeah, it's it's definitely a little little suspicious. A little sus. A little bit. The women had made a Facebook post about their day. Uh, they toured a local village. They also posted that they had brunch with two fellow Dutchmen before heading out on their hike into the forest. It was at first I was like, oh, oh two Dutchmen. What were they doing? You know, who are these guys? Yeah. Um, but it was they were not suspects. So. Right. Or, or they were suspects, but they were ruled out like immediately. Yeah, they, yeah. Investigators would come to find that the two had stayed on the trail for a bit, but had then left the trail at some point, going further into the jungle near the Baru volcano. Maybe they Not saw sure. something? Maybe they, yeah. <laughs> There's who, so many. <laughs> who the hell knows? Yeah, it's, it's bonkers 
Speaking of that same day, the host family began to worry when the young women had not returned from their day hike. They worried even more when the family dog showed up unharmed but alone. So Blue made it back. Thank so the God. dog made it back, but he was the only one that made it back. Yes, he came back without the girls, the women. Okay. The host family searched around the house for them that night, but decided to wait for the morning to call the authorities. The next day on April 2nd, Chris and Lizanne missed their appointment with Feliciano, the local tour guide. It was that that prompted the host family to call the National System of Civil Protection. The NSCP did not initially take the report seriously and did not get officially involved in the case for four days. So, shoddy police work? Yeah, kind of right off the bat. I mean, they did start searching for him, um, but it wasn't until the next morning that an aerial search was conducted of the forest. A foot search was also organized by locals. There were local farmers. There were detective search dogs. There were even um, indigenous people out there helping search oh, wow. for the girls. Yeah, they they all got involved. Um, they did, you know, helicopters did flyovers. Um, they searched the village and the lesser wooded areas and they found nothing. By April 6th, Chris and Lizanne were still missing. Their families, understandably fearing the worst, flew to Panama. With them, they brought detectives from the Netherlands. The detectives, along with local police and dogs, searched the jungle for 10 straight days. The dogs were trained to detect scent for up to nine days, but they did not turn up any clues, which is also very interesting. Yeah. So at this time, Dutch authorities did decide foul play. But this, remember, this isn't Panama authorities. You know, right? It's Dutch. It's so they're thinking something else at the time. Panama government, what they did search for them, um, but it was the the Dutch authorities that their parents brought back from the Netherlands that really took it seriously. Okay, yeah. They had suspected foul play from the from the get go. Well, mm. it's later we'll find out that Panama is kind of like, uh, no, 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 no. You know, we don't want to talk about that. So. Hush, hush. Hush, hush. Gotcha. Yeah. As days turned to weeks, weeks turned to months, and after two and a half months, the search for the girls had slowed. On June 11, 2014, just as they were starting to call off all searches for the young women, a local woman from an indigenous tribe turned over a blue backpack. She said she had found it in a rice paddy along the riverbank, and she was sure it had not been there the previous day. Things are about to start getting crazy. <laughs> yes, this is where it starts. Uh, I totally believe her, by the way. I uh, do too. She knows the, the area extremely well, and she would notice a freaking backpack, you know? Yeah, and she tends her rice paddy every day. One day it wasn't there, next day it was. What the fuck? Yeah, it gets crazier. In the backpack were two pairs of sunglasses, $83 in cash, Lizanne's passport, a water bottle, and two, like, bra bikini tops. Mm -hmm. This backpack was not waterproof. However, all items in the bag were dry, in perfect condition, and neatly folded and packed. Yep. Um, no wear and tear at all. And it was, like, raining. And it's mm -hmm. it been was, 10 days? Is it 10 days? It's been two and a half months. Oh, shit. Yeah, you yes. would notice somewhere in terror, and all of those electronics would definitely be ruined. Exactly. Like, I was just about to say, 
Also in the backpack were um, their cell phones and, and Lizanne's camera. Mm-hmm. Police immediately began investigating these items. Uh, they were able to determine that the phones had remained in service for almost 10 days after the two disappeared. This just gives me chills. Like it's about to get really crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it scares me. Over the course of four days, there were 77 attempts made to call the police from their phones. Um, using these phone records, police were able to come up with somewhat of an outline of the time the girls spent in the forest. The first two calls for help were made just hours after the two began their hike. So something went very wrong early on. Yeah. The first two calls were made to uh, 122, you know, the Netherlands emergency number, but neither call went through due to the women being, you know, in the middle of the damn forest. Yeah, none of the calls are going to get through. There's, it's it's too thick. It's way too thick. Signal's not going to get through. Yeah, this one. uh, So of the 77 calls that were made uh, for help from Lizanne's cell, only one was able to get through, but it was disconnected after two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds, which is just so scary and, and heartbreaking. Yeah, it really is. Police, this is, okay, this is insane. Police discovered that on April 6th, someone tried to unlock Chris's phone. Several attempts were made to open it, all with the incorrect pin. The correct pin was never entered again after these attemp- attempts were made. Maybe, you know, maybe this was Lizanne trying to unlock Chris's phone. Maybe she didn't know her pen, you know, maybe something happened to her. But I think that's suspicious. I feel like if you were lost in the jungle, you might share your pen. I don't know. I don't know. So you think that, like, maybe she had the phone and was trying to get into her phone? Yeah. Maybe she had died. Maybe she had fallen and, and, you know, something had happened. I mean, there's a couple things coming up that are proof that she was probably hurt so i don't know i i don't know it's just i don't know who entered the incorrect pen it's weird it could have been a third party too that's what i'm thinking yeah um by april 11th both phones were dead as disturbing as the call log was on chris and lazan's phones the evidence left on the camera was far worse the first pictures on the camera were taken the morning of april 1st that was when the women first left for their hike. Um, there are photos of them on the trail near the, near the Continental Divide. Um, they're just, you know, normal. We're snapping pictures on a hike kind of photos. They look happy and healthy and fine. Innocent, normal vacation photos. Yeah. Beautiful they look, area. They look really happy. Mm-hmm. And so excited. Like, yeah. you know, they're living their dream. And that's another thing is I don't know, like you're in a different mindset whenever you're on vacation. You've been Mm -hmm. planning this for six months. Yeah. You're not really thinking clearly. You're in you're in fun mode, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though they went there to to teach as well, I think that six months, I mean, they had a passion to go for going to Panama, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's a lot of saving working in a cafe and everything. So they were, yeah, they looked so happy, excited, gorgeous, and the area around them was beautiful. Like they were great pictures. They also, you know, kind of look like the perfect victims. I'd hate to say that. Yeah, I know they do. 
So the, the first pictures held nothing suspicious as far as the police could tell. They were just normal pictures. It was the second set of photos that were not quite right. These photos were taken in the dead of night between the hours of 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. on April 8th. 90 photos were taken, which is roughly one picture every two minutes. This was a week. Oh, go ahead. They never released all of the photos. No, just a handful. And the ones that they did release are a little little strange. Mm-hmm. This was, this was a full week after the girls set out on their day hike. So the pictures taken during this time showed the women's belongings on rocks. It showed plastic bags, candy wrappers, mounds of dirt, a mirror. The most disturbing photo showed kind of like the back and side of Chris's head, which appeared to be bloody near her temple. Yeah. And uh, there's another picture of uh, toilet paper. It looked like they were trying to do like an SOS type thing. Oh, gosh. And there's so, another another photo where it looks like there's somebody standing, you know, not too far away from them. And it, it doesn't does. look like either one of them. No. They're very, very creepy pictures. The ones Horrifying. that they did release. They, so, they just don't make sense. No, it's, Yeah. Which I have a theory on that. I have a bunch of theories on that, too. So it was only about three of the 90 pictures that were clear. Um, and the other 87, nothing much could be identified. And only a handful of photos were released to the public, like you said. So let's talk about these three clear photos. The first photo was taken at 1.38 a.m. on April 8th, a full week after the women set out on the trail. This photo showed only a rock formation surrounded by vegetation. One minute later, the second clear photograph was taken. This one showed this branch and a bush over what seemed to be a rock surrounded by vegetation similar to the first photo. Uh, the branch had on each end a red plastic bag tied to it. Uh, there were chewing gum wrappers and other papers can also be seen. The authorities later came to believe that this, the women were trying to document their location. I don't oh, yeah, know. Like leaving breadcrumbs. Yeah. Which couldn't you make something a little more obvious? You know, like right in the dirt. We are, you know, here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. that's what they were trying to do. No, I don't know what they were trying to do. I don't know what the hell was going on. I have some theories. Okay. So, you know, what's going on with these pictures? We, we really have no clue, but, um, were they just randomly snapping so the flash would turn on, giving them about one precious second of light? I mean, that's a possibility. But why would they wait a full week before they use the camera? Right. You know, I mean, we don't even know if they are the ones that were taking the pictures. Maybe they were taken by somebody else. There's definitely some suspicious shit going on with this camera, as we will learn. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're trying to scare off an animal. Maybe they're trying to signal their location to someone. They were people were searching for them during that time where the, the pictures were taken. Actually, they weren't. They weren't searching at night. Oh, really? Yeah, no one was searching at night. Huh. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. And also, you know, you got to be careful because, uh, like, if there's a third party, you know, they're going to be alerted to their presence if they yeah. flash. So they got to conserve that. It's it's a thought. For yeah. A, I don't know. No, there's so many different ways this could have went down. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so this is probably one of the strangest parts here. The picture taken between the final daytime photo on April 1st and the first nighttime photo taken on April 8th was deleted. It was later determined that there was no way to permanently delete a photo from that camera alone. You would need a computer to completely delete any photos from that particular camera. Yep. What the fuck? Wow. Police investigated the area where the backpack was reported to have been found. There they found Chris's clothing. Her shorts had been neatly folded along the edge of the river. They were zipped, folded up, and placed on a rock. Doesn't make any sense. No. Two months later, in the same area, a pelvic bone and a foot were found. The foot was still inside its boot. There were no signs of remains in that particular area before this time, even though they had conducted an extensive search of that area before. Yeah, they weren't there before. Mm -mm. Soon after that, bones were discovered along the same riverbank. DNA tests confirmed what everyone had already suspected. They were the remains of Chris Creamers and Lizanne Froon. Yep. Among, okay, um, bonkers shit here. Among the remains found, not all were Chris and Lizanne. Investigators also located the remains of unknown bones as well. Uh, one was a bone from a child's forearm. The other was a skull from an adult male. Jesus. They just kind of glossed over that and didn't think anything of it. It is, okay, so they did think, it speculated that this was part of an ancient indigenous burial ground and that the bones are from it washing out into the river. But the indigenous people in that area utilize coffins. They only bury their dead on dry land. They're very respectful of their dead. So this is an unlikely explanation, but not completely out of the realm of possibility. I mean, I don't think it was. I, I, I don't know what it is, but you find bones that you don't know who they belong to. Maybe you should look into it a little bit more. A little bit. Um, the indigenous people that, uh, that bury their dead in coffins and stuff like that, uh, there's also uh, their folklore is that there's other tribes that they hide away from that are not to be trifled with cave people basically mm. which is another theory yeah like a like a more i don't know less civilized indigenous tribe possibly like a, out like there a, like a primitive high technological society because they <laughs> yeah. have to have a computer to download yeah right <laughs> and mess with the pictures and stuff to leave everybody off the trail they gotta have a washing machine they got to have a place for a backpack to not deteriorate. <laughs> for two and a half know. months. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, it's, I don't know. So, okay, here's another crazy twist here. Lizanne's bones looked as if they had decomposed naturally. There were remains of her flesh still attached to them. It was Chris's bones that were unusual. They were bright white and looked as if they had been bleached. This cannot be explained by the elements. Some of the bones found were actually older than Chris's bones, and they were not bleached. Yeah, no, I I, it's, it's, it's insane. So no animal scavenging marks were found on the bones either, which is super bizarre. Um, the only on, thing... Or on the leg that still had flesh on it. Yeah. Like yeah. That would have been eaten mm -hmm. so fast. Oh, yeah. 
The only thing they found on Chris's bones were the presence of, pho- of a phosphorus slash lime combination, which would have increased the decomposition of the remains. And yeah. is no in no way a natural. <laughs> no, the, there there was no nothing was like that around in the soil in the area. No, and not to mention, I mean, Lizanne's body was nor her deterior. You know, her decomposition was normal. They disappeared around the same time. Why is she, you know, bleached and Lizanne's exactly. bones are normal? Like it doesn't flash, and the other ones. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Also, their remains were found 14 hours and two rivers away from where they should have been hiking. Yeah. That's a it, long way. It was like scattered within uh, four miles. Uh, the foot, the backpack, the jeans, all these things almost strategically placed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they'd go there one day, nothing would be there. And the next day they'd find, you know, her shorts or something. It, it's semi it seems like somebody's fucking with them, to be honest. It's like a Blair Witch. Blair it Witch is, yeah. Thing, kinda. It's messed up. Forensic pathologists were unable to tell the cause of death. There just wasn't enough remains to make that call. Ruled in Chris's death a hiking accident. They refused to release the autopsies, even though, like I said, they had no conclusive evidence of their cause of death. Yeah, there's no way to, to tell. Everything's, they're too far decomposed. Yeah. And they found too too few of their remains, unfortunately. So the Panamanian authorities officially ruled it an accident. Uh, Chris and and Lizanne's parents were beyond pissed. Uh, They hired a lawyer to look further into the case. Remember uh, the guide, Feliciano? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, he had been with the search party when the girls' remains were found. But he was never investigated as a possible suspect. He participated in all the searches and f- even found some of the belongings of the women as well. Upon looking into Feliciano a little more, it was found that he had allegations of harassment against him and that he had been known to hang out with young female tourists on the side while he wasn't guiding them through the trails. Okay. What if it's like a hostile situation and he's like the guy who hands you the key in the hostel mm-hmm. you know he's what i mean the, oh, oh he's the hot dude who yeah you know like good time in front of you yeah but then again why did they wait why didn't they wait and go on the trail with it or maybe he was with them that day mm. maybe he's like you know what let's i, I gotta show you guys something you know yeah we go out Sorry, Feliciano, if you're, uh, you know, yeah, not a real, suspect. Dude, We're just speculating here, man. <laughs> and it's Carry on. Guilty. <laughs> Absolutely. Allegedly. 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 It was found that the authorities dropped the ball a few times on this case. So get this. There was no chain of custody established for any of the evidence they found. So they didn't know who had been and what at what time. It was a shit show. Um there were fingerprints on the backpack and the phones, but none were ever taken into evidence. In fact, no fingerprints were taken at all. There's uh, fingerprints on the bras, like mm-hmm. uh, an unusual amount of uh, different fingerprints, like a suspicious amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they found a lot, especially on the backpack, you know, handled by whatever. I don't know. It's just they should have took fingerprints, for goodness sake. Yeah. No, just shoddy police. Very 
very shoddy. Come on, Panama. Yeah. Panama. Okay. These, they believed that they were, the women were dragged into the river and their bodies fell victim to their surroundings, i.e. animals ate them. Pretty much no one else agreed with this report, even the forensic team that conducted the autopsy. Because there were no scratch marks or animal teeth marks or whatever on any of the, the bones that they found. No. So it wasn't that. Basically, an attack from an animal or uh, an injury of like a, a huge fall is a possibility, but not what happened. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the backpack and the camera and the phones, I'd be like, oh, these poor girls got lost and got hurt, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. But they found her fucking foot chopped off cleanly. Yeah. And bleached bones. Yeah. The report was actually leaked. Um, The Daily Beast did this huge report on uh, the case. They even went to Panama. It was, I got a lot of information from there. It was really good. Um, they actually conducted an 18-month-long investigation into the case, and authorities found that this was, in fact, suspected to be homicide. And a crime against personal integrity was what the original report said that they had uncovered. But they yeah. changed the report. So, yeah, they changed the report. Why? Um, I think tourism. I mean, you can't have young female tourists dying in the woods of Panama. No, you got to wrap that up. But Yeah. I mean... Unless you have billions of dollars, you can't keep anything like that secret. No. Especially when you have parents from another country hiring lawyers and bringing over their own police. Yeah, for real. There is also a strong cartel presence in Panama and just Central America as a whole. Uh, There were gangs around the same area where Chris and Lizanne were found, which is interesting and terrifying. Um. The cartel is also known to use lye to accelerate the decomposition of their victims, which would cause bleaching of the bones. Then again, why did they just bleach her? Why didn't they? <laughs> it's... Right, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess, uh, you know, whenever you said that this was kind of like a hostile thing, it's, mm-hmm. it is just like that movie. Like, if you think about it, it's totally plausible if that was the scenario. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That it, it fits. So many things could have happened. So many things. Sasquatch. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Maybe both or one got injured and they starved to death. Maybe they got lost and starved to death. I mean, general dangerous jungle possibilities. I mean, there's a lot of ways to die out there. Absolutely. Yeah, there's endless ways. Yeah. Some. Some who believe that foul play was to blame think the pair were killed by a tour guide or local gang. Others think it's possible they were captured and killed by cannibals, which is a little dramatic, but it is a possibility. It's a possibility. I don't, it wouldn't explain, you know, the, the, uh, snapshots. No. The the pictures. I think it's kind of a combination of both. Like they got hurt and somebody, you know, came upon them. I mean, like I said, they were intelligent, experienced, athletic, but they may have gotten hurt. I mean, there was that picture showing the back of Chris's head bloody. And um, I think they may have stumbled onto someone who took advantage of them in their weakened state. And, And maybe the killer took the photos. I mean, why would they go, like I said, why would they go a week without taking a single picture and then take 90 in one night? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, unexplainable it is i i just i want to know what happened i want to know what happened so bad 
And this was 2014, so it wasn't that long ago. So maybe maybe new things will come to light at some point because this one has haunted me since the first time I heard about it. Yeah, it's really scary. It is. And in the pictures, I mean, if you didn't know the story about the pictures, it would be like, what is that? That's just a random ass picture. But since you know the story and you're seeing it like possibly through their eyes, it's terrifying. Yeah. Even though it's just a picture of the dark woods, like, you know, it's just, you like, feel like you're is, looking at something you shouldn't. <laughs> this is the frame that they saw whenever they, you know, heard something in the woods and they couldn't see it. Like, that's what they yeah. didn't really show much. No. I did find this amazing article about this case, about the bleached bones. Uh, he goes into it in tremendous depth. And does a lot of research and he pretty much said there's no way that nature or any of the things that they said could have bleached her bones. I mean, well, I mean, serial killers are everywhere. They're not just in America. Yeah, that's true. So and the cartel mix those two. You could actually have uh, some bad stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. I just like I said, I'm just. I don't know why they waited so long to start taking pictures and then took a bunch. That's that's what's mind-boggling. And then the deleted picture, that could have held all the evidence you'd need right there. I mean, it was taken between the day pictures and the night pictures. So Exactly. That was the what the hell? picture. Yeah. And somebody deleted it, not off the camera, off the actual SIM card, you know, the card itself. Right. That alone should have raised some flags. When you go somewhere, be careful. Yeah, there's I, uh, a reason why I say stay safe out there. Because yeah. there's a lot of danger out there. If you don't there, keep your head, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. That's Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> be mindful of situations and surroundings because you never know. Be constantly and self-aware and on edge. Stay off those monkey bridges, man. <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. That kind of reminds me of something that like we had in childhood. Have you ever? Yeah, like on the playground. Well, I remember some similar things on the playground, like in Maybe the playground like equipment. Bible study or church mm, camp or something. I, I have no idea. I don't know either. But it but, sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure I did it. I'm pretty sure I busted my ass. And that's why I remember <laughs> Pretty sure you weren't walking over a Panamanian jungle at the time no, either. You're probably no. like a foot off the ground. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly safe with a net underneath, just one, <laughs> one foot off the ground. Oh gosh. Mystery, mysterious ending, cliffhanger ending. First time we've done one like this before. I really enjoyed this week's episode. I did too. It's something a little different. A little different. Very interesting. Fucking scary, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty. And we got new microphones. Hello, deadly cereal. <laughs> we're just a little excited about our new setup here. We feel like we're real professionals. I am a professional. I got my my MacBook Pro. Whoa! I got my, I got my Blue Yeti. <laughs> are you? And... Are, are we sponsored by them? <laughs> no. If only, right? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'm also, uh, I got my end table. That's my computer desk. 
and I'm sitting on a cooler in the closet surrounded by blankets. I am, I have my face in a closet because the closet is too small for me to sit in. And uh, I have blankets surrounding it. But we appreciate you hanging with us while we uh, had to wait to get some better equipment. Yes. And now that we have it, we're just going to keep getting more and more stuff. Full steam ahead. Hell yeah. Deadly Serial, email us, deadlyserialgmail.com. Follow us on social media. And our our subscribers, thank you for continued support. We, we do you. appreciate you. We love you guys. We appreciate it. If you have any questions, email us. And uh, we will be back next week with a new episode. Absolutely. Lots of surprises coming down the track. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yes, this is our 10th episode, so... Hell yeah, we're uh, we're in Ireland now, which is mind blowing, and we're very excited. And Sweden, yeah, it's 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 uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. Bye, guys. Y'all stay safe out there. Deadly cereal is only possible with your support. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, email us at deadlycereal at gmail You can support our podcast by downloading the Anchor app or going to anchor.fm.